You're listening to Green Biz Radio, the voice of GreenBiz.com, bringing you news and analysis on business, the environment, and the bottom line. For Green Biz Radio, I'm Leslie Guevara. Yidi Skopek is the CEO for ECD Energy and Environment Canada. Earlier this month, ECD was acquired by Jones Lang LaSalle, the commercial real estate services giant based in Chicago. The ECD chief executive outlines what the deal means to the firms involved and to the builders and others who use the Green Globe's ratings and assessment systems. They were developed by ECD and are licensed and overseen by independent nonprofits in the U.S. and Canada. Mr. Skopek, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having the interest in, in Green Globes and what we're trying to do with John Slang LaSalle. Would you quickly recap for us the development that brought ECD Energy and Environment Canada to Jones Lang LaSalle earlier this month? Jones Lang has been looking for a methodology they could offer to their clients on benchmarking, particularly the building portfolios. They've been trying to develop a system and they came across the Green Globes assessment and they concluded that the Green Globes were doing lots of the things they were trying to achieve. So I think rather than trying to reinvent the wheel, they contacted us. They essentially invited us to the table to discuss us joining their team. The new relationship became official on July 9th. Would you tell us what this means to Green Globes and Go Green Plus in the U.S. and Canada? Actually, it means very much business as usual. Certainly, John Slang are very interested in the kind of relationship which have been established. Certainly, having a neutral organization, not-for-profit organization, such as BOMA Canada and such as the GBI, having them involved, ensure that this is not, the Green Globe is not something which is now being held close to JLL chest, but it's a recognized third-party accepted protocol. So it has lots of advantages. As you know, Jones Lang have been really building up the sustainability capability in a very open-ended format, and they've been putting lots of energy into setting up a sustainability university. They've been doing lots of other similar sort of actions around the globe, uh, you know, in England and in Australia, to really build up a global sustainability capability. Having two organizations involved, which ensure that kind of independence of Green Globes is very much part of their mandate. If for customers and prospective customers, the face of Green Globes doesn't change, does the relationship among all of you morph a little bit? You know, it's still very much early days. I think potentially there might be good opportunities, particularly across the border, you know, in, in kind of harmonizing the, the approach, the matrices and so on, which would probably benefit number of the clients as well you know, or number of the users. So I think there's a certainly potential. As you mentioned, this is such a new development that we all kind of are sort of scrambling to get our feet on the ground at this point in time. In announcing the uh, acquisition, Jones Lang LaSalle has acknowledged that Green Globes has value as a standard, but it also thus far has emphasized Green Globe's importance and significance as a tool in the movement to green buildings. Could you share your thoughts about that? Absolutely. I think the value which is beginning to recognize is that Green Globes is very much process-oriented. What we emphasize is addressing the different stages of the project delivery, trying to take people by the hand or give them a support right at the beginning of the project conception in defining the goals, then guiding them through the strategies, then doing the actual final design assessment at the construction document stage. 
seeing what has been built, and then really setting up the cycle of continuous improvement throughout the building life cycle. It is very much a life cycle approach to not only design and operation of the building, but combination of the two. Because again, the main objective here is to ensure that the predicted performance of the buildings in the design stage is actually being realized later on when the building is operated. So it's the continuity of the process, which I think has been always in the forefront of Green Globe's approach. What is it that differentiates that process from perhaps others that might be available? What we're trying to do is make the system accessible to everyone with a relatively minimum amount of training. What we recognize very early is that you know, property managers come from all sorts of walks of life. They might not have the kind of specialized training which, uh, say, an architect might have. Many property managers or building operators have been truck drivers or they building supervisors or something like that. So they might not necessarily have the kind of full energy environmental training, which is now almost required to be up to speed in some of these issues. What the Green Globes is trying to do is kind of says, look, this is not a rocket science, you know. These are the basic building impacts, and if you answer some of these questions, you might be able to get a handle on this and learn through the process. It's learning by doing. You might not necessarily answer all these questions correctly. You might not have all these processes in place. Just say what you're doing, and if you're not doing, the Green Globes gives you the recommendations how you can improve and it gives you the access to the information you need to improve the performance. I think it's helping people to really affect the change and do the best thing and give them the power to do that in their hands. That accessibility that you talked about, certainly it, it has been praised in the industry. Sometimes it has also been the cause of criticism as well. How do you respond to that? Well, you know, there's always <laughs> always a criticism that something is not scientifically based. We still actually have people doubting global warming. So we always face criticism of one way or another. You know, again, our sort of basic approach was to recognize the magnitude of the problem. I think we all agree that the problem is huge. The problem of the environmental degradation, the problem how the buildings actually influence the, the environment is just absolutely enormous. We probably need different ways of how we can address this. And, you know, one way of eating elephant, to do it in, in, in bits and pieces. Certainly, Green Globes is not uh, claiming that it's be an, be an end of it all. We're just essentially trying to do our little bits, you know, eating the elephant by, by little bits. You probably won't satisfy everybody, but uh, we're trying to do our best. Now, um, having said that, the new Green Globe standard, which is in making, which is undergoing the ANSI process, has certainly undergone a very, very rigorous process. It went through the committee, had a major construction and building industry representative, had a representative of all the levels, government, uh, uh, you know, EPA, um, ANSI, uh, and the ASHRAE, you know, various organizations, producers, users, uh, different architects, university people, and so on. I believe what you will see in the Green Globe standard will be a very thorough 
technically competent document, then, you know, if anything, um, I'm kind of sort of almost worried that it's going to be too technical and the pendulum swings from being too accessible. I'm kind of a little bit concerned that it might err on the other, other end, that it might get a little bit more difficult. But again, you know, task will be for us to really break it down into component parts. So we will bring that simplicity of the process back into it and we'll make it user-friendly. In an industry where organizations are about as passionate about their rating standards and certifications products as some fans are about their sports teams, how do builders, owners, those facility managers we talked about, the people on the ground, how do they sort out what's what and which way or ways they should go? Well, again, there are different horses for different courses, and I think... First of all, what they need to do is to identify really what is their prime objective in green in the building. If it is a process, then maybe the Green Globes may be a practical way for them to do that. We certainly recognize that LEED does have the market recognition. Your main objective is to get a market building uh, which does have recognition in the marketplace, you know, then maybe the LEED is the best, best way. But certainly at this point in time, you know, having sort of two systems at least is both very useful for um, development of these standards because, you know, let's assume that we are still in very early processes of the greening. We obviously trying to for, improve the productivity in a workplace, but, you know, we still don't have a, a firm set matrices, absolute matrices, of what's the right way and what's the wrong way. So I think having, having the dialogue between two different systems is certainly very conductive to um, improvement of uh, uh, of the both systems. So, you know, I think it, it's not a bad thing to, and, you know, in fact, if anything, I think that the fact that the Green Globes was on the scene was probably very helpful for lead development as well. Lead is now looking at the DNC process. They are looking at the certification of the assessors. They opened the, the lead process to participation of the industry group. They are looking at integration of the DLCA, all the things which the, the Green Globes was effectively, you know, put in place already. What do we have in Canada? What the, the, the Canadian Green Building Council is talking about, the lead complete, uh, you know, which is, again, something, you know, we've been promoting for the last two years. You know, I think there has been a number of benefits to a lead development as well by having Green Globes around. If the, the users group can bear with us till these things further develop, I think it's to the benefit of everybody. I really think that having more system than a kind of a monopolistic situation is very healthy. Now let's talk about those users a little bit. What do you think are the most important things for them to know? You know, I think there's certainly big growing up process in the whole greening industry. You know, really, bottom line is that the building industry is still very much cost-oriented. One of the elements of the cost has been certainly the increasing cost of the energy. So that has been one of the big drivers. The other big driver has been the whole movement towards the social responsibility. And in some ways, these rating systems have been almost like a mediator between cost aspects of the greening and the social responsibility or the best aspect of the greening of the building. 
depending what the main drivers are for the builders or for the architects or anybody who is trying to green their buildings, they might use these rating systems in meeting those objectives, whether it is the social responsibility objectives or the cost objectives. I think this is what they want to know. How do we reach our objective? I think the rating system provides for them that kind of a platform, how they can address those various objectives. So it's a matter of making choices and selections depending on what their objectives are and what their needs are and also what their resources are. That's what I think. If you can share this with us, what's next for ECD? What are some of the things that could develop that might have been far beyond the horizon before but maybe now are nearer to hand? Well, you know, we're certainly very excited about the whole opportunity. JLL, being a global company, can help us to see what's happening elsewhere in the world. I've already mentioned some of the other acquisitions of JLL in Australia and in UK, for example. And there's a firm called Upstream, which has been doing benchmarking of the buildings in UK. So, uh, you know, having those kind of uh, linkages to other parts of the world will be providing for us a very good dialogue. But the most important thing is really to affect the change and get some real results. What are our objectives as a society? And that is to reduce the environmental impact of the building. That means to reduce the energy consumption of the buildings. I think having a number of the buildings being assessed or the opportunity of assessing a larger amount of buildings will start generating the data, will start generating that experience, seeing whether we can actually achieve the results of reducing energy consumption in a repeatable and meaningful way. I think we're very excited with having that kind of an opportunity before we had a very probably limited market. That market now expanded greatly. I think we'll be getting some good comparative results on a much larger size of the market. Thank you, Mr. Skopek. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. You've been listening to Green Biz Radio. For the latest daily news on business, the environment, and the bottom line, and to sign up for our free newsletters, visit greenbiz.com.